Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Can y'all imagine having an angel tell you that you have found favor with God? Wow. That's just, that would be earth shattering news. I mean, what else do you need to hear after that? To hear that you're highly favored. Man. Well, the title of the message today is Finding Favor with God. Now, we all uh, naturally want to find favor with those that have authority over us. You know, like our boss at work. You may not like him or her, but you want them to like you. You want them to show you favor, right? They, you may even want preferential treatment, right? And if anybody here says that they don't, you're lying. Because you want... Raises, you want bonuses, you want special accommodations when you need time off. You want those things. You want favor with your boss. And if it comes time for a promotion, you want them to see the work you've done and say, you know what, he's a pretty good guy or girl. They do a good job. I think I'm going to promote them instead of the other people. You want favor. Kids in school, you want favor with your teachers. You don't want to be the one that is always in trouble. You don't want to be the one that that never has their homework done and always is getting griped at, getting sent to the principal's office. You want to be the one that never gets any of that stuff. You want favor with with your teacher. You want favor with those that have authority over you. So, how do we go about finding favor with God? Look, I want favor with God. What does that mean really to to want favor with God? I want Him to to prefer me over over you. Right? That may sound a little bit selfish, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay? I want blessings of God. If it means me getting them instead of you, I I want the blessings of God, okay? Now see, it doesn't have to be that way. We can all have the blessings of God. There's not, there's not a limit so that, so that Kenny's gonna have to miss out because I got mine. But I want God's favor in my life. When people look at me, I want them to think, man, why does that guy just seem to have everything going for him the right way? I want them to see me and say, he must be favored by God, (laughs) right? To the extent that they know it can't be something else. I want people to look at me and say, you know what? 
It doesn't matter if he's smart or not. It doesn't matter about his family. None of that matters because all of that is secondary because there's no way any of that could have propelled him to where he is. It has to be the favor of God in his life. And you look at this this scripture we just read about Mary. You can look at the circumstances that come out of this. Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. You can't look at Mary and say that wasn't the favor of God on her. It's a a physical impossibility. Right? It's the favor of God, man. Highly favored. How did she find favor with God? This stuff is important, y'all. It's easy to, to miss this kind of stuff in the Bible by reading those stories. How did she find the favor of God? Well, she was pure and virtuous. We don't have a whole lot of details about her life before this. But we know she was a a, a virtuous woman. So let's look at a couple other examples. We know she found favor with God. Who else do we know? I'm just going to tell you a couple today. Um, In Matthew chapter 3 and 17... After Jesus was baptized, what happened? He says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And what happened? There was an audible voice that everybody there heard. God spoke and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus found favor with God. Do you think that was just a given that He was going to be favored by God? Do you think Jesus had something to prove? You better say yes. You know why? Because if you say no, that means that there was no real weight to what Jesus did. That means it was just all pre-programmed. Everything just happened. There was no real temptations that He encountered. See, that's not the case. That is not the case. Jesus was 100% man. And 100% God at the same time. That means that He encountered the same kind of things we encounter. Yet, Jesus found favor with God. Why? Well, He was pure. He was virtuous. He was holy. Why was He though? How do you become pure? It's not just something that's bestowed upon you. Obedience. Obedience. Jesus was obedient. That's why at this point in time, God spoke and said, this is my son who I'm well pleased in. He was being obedient by being baptized. He was not only at this time, but later at the transfiguration on the mount, God said the same thing. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now listen to him. Turn over to Hebrews 11. Verse 
Hebrews 11, verses 5 and 6. It says, By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we don't know a whole lot about Enoch. You can go back into Genesis and find out he was a son of Cain. It says that he walked with God and then he was not. It doesn't tell you a whole lot about him. But we know from the Scripture that he was pleasing to God. Man, how good would it be that 50 years from now, or let's say 50 years after you've died, when somebody says your name, you're remembered by the simple fact that you pleased God. This guy, man, Genesis, way back there, here in the New Testament, thousands of years afterwards, and here today, thousands of years after that, what are we saying about Enoch? He pleased God. Man, that's a blessing. See, he found favor with God. We don't know a whole lot about him. We don't know everything he did. We don't know all these stories about his life, but we know he was pleasing to God. And we know that Scripture goes on to say that you can't be pleasing to God without faith. So what does this tell us about ourselves today? Well, first of all, it tells us that it's possible to find favor with God. Sometimes we look at the things Jesus did and we think, I can never do that. That's just an impossibility for me. I can never attain what He did. But this ain't just about Jesus, is it? We've already looked at two other people that weren't the Son of God. Genesis chapter 6, 5 through 8. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repented me, repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Somebody tell me what the definition of grace is. Unmerited favor. He found the favor of God. Doesn't tell us why. Did it say Noah didn't have any sin in his life? No. I'm sure Noah was on the right track. Like most of us here today would say that we are. But who here today would say you don't have any sin in your life? I may not right now, but I ain't going to guarantee you that I won't. I couldn't tell you that I didn't, you know, a week ago. I mean, 
But Noah found grace, unmerited favor in the eyes of the Lord. So here's this guy that's chosen out of the entire world. One guy, he's chosen. He says, Noah, I want you to build this boat and your family is going to be saved. And I want you to save all these animals so we can keep this thing going after all these other heathens are washed off the earth. He found favor. Now look, I want you all to really understand this. I'm trying to, to, to lay all this out. I want you to see that we have favor today. Right? It's not something you really have to look very far for. See, grace is unmerited favor. It's unmerited favor. It means you didn't do anything and you can't do anything to obtain it. It's just given to you. You think about before you were saved, if you're saved today. You were in sin. There came a point whether it was a, a preacher up here preaching or, or somebody was talking to you or somebody was wanting to pray with you or whatever, there came a point where you realized that if you didn't change something about your life, that you were going to hell. And you turned to God. And that unmerited favor was shown towards you and you accepted Jesus as your Savior. And that sin was washed away. That favor is there. You don't have to go looking very far for it. You just turn to God and He will show you His favor. See, that's what a lot of those people were missing. That's why some of these people stood out in the crowd because there were so many people in the earth that didn't turn to God. In fact, they would do just the opposite. They'd turn the other way. But those handfuls at throughout time that are documented in that Word that turn to God and say, God, here I am. Use me. You think Mary wasn't a willing vessel? Yes, she was willing. She wanted God to just use her, do something. It wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Mary hadn't been praying for weeks or months, God, just use me, use me, God. And boom, he shows up. And the angel says, you're highly favored. I want you all to know, you're highly favored today. The Word bears witness to it. You go searching it out and find If you don't think you're favored by God, you go looking in the Word and see what you find. I guarantee you, if you turn to God right now, everything behind you doesn't matter. You turn to God, that unmerited favor, that grace comes your way. He wants to show you favor. What does it mean to have favor? I'll tell you what it means to have favor. It doesn't mean that just God is going to do all the stuff you don't want to take care of. It doesn't mean God's going to just supply all the money you could ever imagine. But what it means to have favor is that when you need something and you turn to God, see the Word says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What does that mean? It means favor. 
When you go to God and pray, whether it be for you or for somebody else, it doesn't matter. God says, huh, what's that? He turns to you. That's what it means to have favor. It also means that you know who holds your future. It also means that you know when all of these terrible things come into your life, none of that matters because God's in control. And guess what? You have favor with God. You have access to resources that those that don't have favor with God don't have. Favor with God. I, I don't want to live without God's favor. That would mean I'm living without God's grace. I need grace. I need mercy. There's times y'all do stuff and I look back and I say, Kevin, what in the world were you thinking? That was the stupidest thing you could have ever done. And I go to God and say, God, I know I've done this before. And you're probably getting tired of me praying and asking you to forgive me of this, but here I am again. And God, I really do feel bad about it. I feel like I have to justify it to Him as if He didn't already know. Right? And I say, but God, will You forgive me again? I know it was stupid, Lord. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done, God. He's like, Kevin, I know, but that's... I understand. You're forgiven. It's favor, y'all. That's what it means to be highly favored by God. When you come to Him and you say, God, I screwed up. I've done it again. Here I am. Will you forgive me? And He says, yes. And loves on you. And restores you. You know, how can you go from from sinner one day to serving God the next day? How do you... How do you get from there to there? It's favor. It's God's grace that He applies to you. I don't know who this is for today. I hope, I hope and pray that I did what I was supposed to do. I just want to remind you, you don't have to look far to find the favor of God. And some of you may be sitting here thinking right now, you may be looking at your life saying, well, I don't see God's favor in my life. There's no evidence of it. I beg to differ with you. I guarantee you when you begin to look at your life and you examine where you would be if it weren't for the favor of God, you can see His hand at work. You know, you may not have as much favor as me. That may mean you just need to turn toward God a little further. See, the Word tells us that when you walk toward Him, He comes toward you. So, you may have just took one step when I'm running. So don't compare your favor to my favor, okay? And I'll try not to do the same to you. <laughs> I don't always see the immediate evidence of God's favor in my life, but I know it's there. 
Y'all, there's times, and I'm I'm not going to hold you too much longer, but there's times in my life when I was like, God, what is going on? I'm trying my best here. I'm doing everything I know to do, and it's like every time I turn around, wham! Wham! You ever felt that? What does God tell you in those times? Do you wait long enough to hear His response? You know what God tells me? Kevin, just hang on. Just wait and see what I'm going to do. See, that's that's where my problem always is. I expect immediate results. Sometimes my timing and God's timing ain't the same. Does that mean I don't still have His favor? No, it doesn't. It means I need to be waiting on God, not waiting on Kevin. Kevin. 